Hello, and welcome to On the Road with Pactimo. I'm David Newcomer, and I'm your host. Pactimo is a Colorado company known for quality, reliability, and unsurpassed customer service. Since 2003, we've shipped over 1.5 million garments to Olympians, national champions, teams, clubs, and individual cyclists around the globe. On the Road with Pactimo presents conversations with the people that make it happen. We're going to bring information to you from some of our favorite customers, industry partners, and nonprofit organizations. We'll also provide some insight to the process and products that make Pactimo your choice for custom cycling apparel. All right. Hello and welcome to episode two. Welcome to uh, a new year, 2017. It is frigid cold outside. I ended up giving a cyclist a ride home tonight, um, a good friend and somebody that's actually working in the same building uh, with us. I saw him go by on his bike and I, I rushed to catch him on the Jeep and pulled alongside, tried not to scare him while I let him know that, hey, I've got a bike rack on the back and would you like a ride? And you could see the process in the brain kind of take the, the moment to decide whether or not I'm going to stick with the resolution to ride today or get in a Jeep with four-wheel drive, uh, as opposed to riding in single-digit temperatures and, and dark and cold and snow on the roads. And, you know, as we were talking, too, it's not even so much the the fear of the bike or being on the bike and the ride. Those conditions are manageable. We could even handle the temperatures, although the toes and the extremities sure get cold. It's really the worry about cars and how people are driving. And you know, everyone's back to work now. All the traffic is back on the road, and those things are as scary as anything. But uh, anyway, it uh, turned out all okay. So today's guest is Adam Zimmerman from the Prestige Imports Junior Cycling Development Team. And uh, man, what a great interview. I really had so much fun talking with Adam. He and Eric Short, my friend Shorty, have put together an amazing group of racers, and they've got a lot to talk about a lot to be proud of. I know that they, like most of us, have set some great goals for 2017, and uh, I'm looking forward to see how they do. So let's go ahead and bring Adam on and, and say hello. Ascent Collection has been developed over the years through input and rigorous testing by dedicated professional cyclists all over the globe. These garments not only offer a race fit, but include all the essentials for long-distance comfort and durability. The Ascent 3.0 cycling jersey follows upon the success of our Ascent Air and Summit Level jerseys, incorporating the same philosophy in terms of pattern, fabrics, and finishing. The result is a jersey that weighs significantly less than the previous Ascent iterations, and through our silhouette engineering, offers a slimmer form fit. Not only does the Ascent 3.0 feature the new Swift Dry, a highly breathable four-way stretch fabric, but we've included Euro-length sleeves and silicon-impregnated compression armbands for all-day comfort. Three full-size pockets with reinforced structural capacity and stability allow you to load up for long training days. It's the new workhorse for a new generation. Check it out at www.pactimo.com. Hello, Adam. It's David with Pactimo. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing really good, thank you. Hey, Adam, thanks again for taking some time this afternoon to speak with us. Um, wanted to talk with you about how things have been going for you and the team, uh, the Prestige Imports Cycling Team. We had the opportunity to attend your end-of-year party this year, Lori and I both, along with a room full of sponsors and very proud parents. And i got to say, Adam, some of the most distinguished and confident-looking juniors I've seen in a long time. You've done good work there, sir. 
Wow. Um, yeah, thanks. I really appreciate those kind words. Uh, it's, it's kind of, um, I've been like a blink of an eye the last four years have gone by so fast, uh, in terms of when we started this program and, and where we are now. So, um, I was glad that you were able to be there and, and get a little taste of, of what our program is like. Um, and that's just, just a little part of it, but you know, um, yeah, really cool. Awesome. Excellent. So, Hey, like you and I have talked a little bit about before, my, my goal here is to really help to just share some of the experiences of our customer base and the people that we work with at Pactimo. And it's such a variety and awesome set of skills that people have coming into, you know, this circle. And I think that there's a lot of commonalities and things that people are working on from coast to coast, whether it's obtaining sponsorship or developing an event series, or in your case, you know, building a team and a junior team of caliber that we'll get into that's quite impressive. But let's start a little bit about Adam Zimmerman. So let me ask you, Adam, where did you grow up? Sure. I grew up um, on Long Island in New York. And uh, yeah, so I was quite actually, the opposite um, coast. Well, we're not quite the coast, but it is the other side of the continent from where we are then. Yes, yes. Um, my New York accent is uh, slipping away a little by little. I married a Midwestern woman who is um, diluted my accent a little bit, but uh, <laughs> it's still there every now and then. Um, but I did grow up on the, on the in the Northeast, and I um, yeah, I was a uh, runner to start all through high school and college, and um, that matriculated into cycling once I had a little bit of injuries to stay in shape. Got on the bike and um, haven't looked back since. So that's wow, no kidding. I didn't yeah. realize you came from running. That's interesting. I have a similar kind of way into cycling, although it wasn't from injury. Was it anything serious or? Well, you know, yeah, I was a, I was a um, mid-distance to distance runner all through uh, high school and then in college. And uh, about my senior year in college, I started getting a slew of uh, plantar fasciitis injuries. Ooh. And it was, um, I'd have to take a couple weeks off and then it would get better and then it would come back. And uh, that was due to a little overtraining on myself and not always listening to uh, what the coach was giving me and running probably more miles than I should have. But, um, you know, I was talking to my physical therapist and she said, listen, why don't you just get on the bike and um, for, for a, at least a month and that'll keep you in great shape and we'll see how the injury um, goes after, after physical therapy sessions. And I said, okay, fine. And um, my cycling team, uh, there was a club on my in my college and I joined it just to do a few rides and see how it was going. And they threw me into a race, and and ever since then, I said, "Oh my God, this is amazing!" I had so much fun, and since then, I, I've just I've loved the sport, um, the intensity of it, everything about riding a bicycle. Um, I, I still do love running, and it's a big part of my life in the off season. But um, cycling has really taken taken over. It's the competitiveness, the camaraderie, uh, just everything about riding a bicycle and. The complexity to the gears, to the simplicity of just turning the pedals on a crank—it's—it's it's just such an interesting sport. So, do you happen to remember what kind of race it was that your uh, college club threw you into first? Geez, that's—it's actually—I'll—I'll I'll try to make it short. It was a really funny story. So, uh, collegiate racing is on the Northeast is quite prevalent. Um, I'm not too familiar with it out here or on the West Coast, but I know in the Northeast they have a really big scene there. And uh, my first race, I'd done a bunch of group rides, so I knew what it was like to ride with the pack and. And my pack skills obviously were, were pretty um, elementary at the time, but I still had an idea of what, what the race was going to be like because I had seen the Tour de France on, on TV. So it was a 10-mile race in the uh, E category, which is the beginner category, or Cat, cat 5 for uh, USAC kind of. 
categorization. Categorization. So they uh, we start off, and I I thought it was like a running race, and they blew the whistle, and I took off on a ten mile loop. <laughs> I took off sprinting like it was a running race. I just went as hard as I could, and I didn't look back. And um, the lead vehicle didn't realize someone was going to go out that fast, and I passed the lead vehicle, and. And then, and then, because because I had no idea that you weren't supposed to even pass a lead vehicle. I didn't even know what that was at the time. So, uh, they start honking at me, beeping at me, and finally, I realized I was supposed to go behind them until they got up the road. So, um, then, I, then my legs started to really burn and hurt, and the field caught me. But um, it came down to a sprint, and I actually won the sprint uh, no somehow. No kidding. Yeah, and um, the next the next hour or two was spent coughing and choking and sitting in the back of the van, <laughs> feeling like my legs were going to. Uh, fall off but um but that that really got me started like hey this is this is something really cool and uh you know i i never really um i never really had any aspirations to go professional at the time because i was i was too involved with academia but i i really wanted to be a big part of of what i did competitively because i'm, I'm a very competitive person at nature so that is yeah. an outstanding first story race adam that's <laughs> funnier than i've heard that's that's excellent <laughs> So you raced through your senior year at college. You had a coach there, and and tell me a little bit about the importance, both in, in running or or in cycling, uh, the importance to you of mentors and coaches, considering what you do today. Yes, great, great question, and it really does tie into what I do um, for a living, what the, what I do for my life. My um, my coach in in college was uh, the late great Jack Daniels, and um, I'm not sure if you know who he is. He has been around for the better part of four or five decades, yeah. um, coaching athletes. And he has, he's coached many people at, um, the professional level. He's had many national championships at SUNY Cortland, the, um, state school I went to. And he, he was kind of the first mentor I had to make me understand about periodization and structured training and, and the analytical side to everything in terms of, wow, I was really overtraining at the time and this is what I need to do. And this is when I need to back off. And, um, he kind of laid the groundwork for me to understand what it was like and how um, instrumental a coach can be for for athletes. So wow, that's fantastic! Yeah. I had no idea that you were coached by Jack Daniels. That's yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> I mean, talk about going to the source, right? So <laughs> right. when when did you move to Colorado? So I was um, I was in graduate school on Long Island at um, and I was taking graduate classes and I had met my wife. Um, at the time, well, she wasn't my wife at the time, but <laughs> we, I'd met my wife and we, um, we started dating and, uh, things got pretty serious between us and she was looking for, um, a new position in her line of work and she got offered a job in, in Colorado. And I, I said to myself, she asked me if she, I wanted to move with her and we kind of made the decision together, like, Hey, this is something we want to do. And, uh, six years ago we moved, we picked up and moved to Colorado and it was great. Fantastic. And your wife is still quite the runner right here. Ah, yes. Thank you. She is. Uh, <laughs> she was actually a elite, elite age group triathlete for many years, but with, uh, with her career, she only has real time to, uh, to train for running right now. So, um, so yep, she's a competitive runner though. Yes. Fantastic. So, you know, the, one of the questions I had listed here was how the race scenes differ from Long Island to Colorado. And, and you've already mentioned that collegiately, you're not quite sure how they compare because you didn't get the opportunity to race collegiately here. But what do you think about the race scene in the Northeast versus what you've experienced so far here with USA Cycling and the Bicycle Racing, Bicycle Racing Association of Colorado? Um, I think that there is a major distinction, um, and, it, and it has to do with many different levels. Um, you have the socioeconomic uh, level of inner city racing 
compared to uh, more suburban areas like um, around Denver and, and things like that. And then you have just the geographics of, of the types of races that we have here. And even the criteria are different, um, even though you might be in a parking lot still. Uh, they're, they're a lot different here than they are um, back on the East Coast. And, and then you just have the – well, the thing is is that, you know um, – First of all, the, the races themselves are, are different because of the terrain, right? And then you have the style of racing, and that, that ties into the culture and, and who you have and, and the types of racers you have there. Um, the East Coast generally tends to, and it, it might fall into a lot of those type of stereotypes of the way people are. There's that brash kind of heart attack, short, spiky kind of um, mm -hmm. riding, where here it's a little more drawn out, a little more evenly paced. Um, and, and that's just in terms of the attitude and the, and the style of racing. Uh, that's the major differences I've noticed is that there it's a lot more bunch sprints, um, a lot more short, hard attacks, a lot smaller group, uh, breakaways. And here there's just um, it's just a lot more high intensity, but the um, the spikiness and the sharpness of the racing is, is a little dulled. Huh. That's what I think. Interesting. So, yeah. And, and it's a lot easier to get on somebody's wheel here and a lot easier for someone to let you in. Um, compared to the East Coast, and that's the same with driving. Uh, people there, they, they won't <laughs> let you in, and I know that's a stereotype, and some people might call me out for it out there, but it, I feel like it's really true. Um, <laughs> it's, awesome. I learned when I was a Cat 5 and a Cat 4, uh, you could go to a local race in Central Park and, and have 80 people um, you know, on a, on a Saturday morning, right. where here, you know, you're lucky to, to get 40 or 50 in your category. So um, there's that, there's that part too, too, you know, it's a little more crowded and, and you learn how to hold your own a little bit more, uh, in a bigger field. So Adam, I'm going to list some of the things that you and your team have accomplished this year. And my hope is that with teams doing what you're doing with the prestige development, junior development team is that we get more people in obviously. And, uh, I got to tell you again, just with as impressive, uh, an output and as impressive a team as you guys have put together, I don't doubt that's going to be the case within three to five years easy. I know that four years have passed by so quickly. I can't believe it's been that long myself since you and Shorty put this together. Prestige was one of the first sponsors that I acquired for the Mount Evans Hill Climb when I was directing that event seven years ago, eight years ago. And so I was always interested in what they were doing within the cycling world, and they've maintained their commitment, which is fantastic. Um, but with your team this year, you guys had 56 podium finishes, 26 of them first place. Uh, Will McBride was picked to race on Team USA in Europe. Um, he raced and won the San Dimas stage race, uh, one of the biggest junior races in the country. Uh, your racers, Max and Maxel, represented Team USA at the, and help me with the pronunciation here, the Tour Levitidi. Levitidi, yep, that's the best, best way to say it. Yes. Uh, you guys have achieved a, a, quite a social following with Instagram and Facebook. But you're also ranked number one in the junior development team in the state of Colorado for 17-18s and ranked nationally in the top five. That's mm -hmm. fantastic stuff. Um, your current roster with 16, you've got a few new riders coming on this year, two Colorado State champions, and, and I'd, be risk, I'd be remiss to, uh, to miss the opportunity to mention that you're a national champion yourself this year. Yes, I was. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Um, what discipline was that at? Uh, that was in the in the actual the new discipline that USA Cycling created this year, which was the uh, Hill Climb National Championships, which took place at Pikes Peak. Which, uh, if you're from Colorado or you live here, you know uh, Pikes Peak summits at um, fourteen over fourteen thousand feet, and so it was a really really tough hill climb. 
Yeah. Fantastic. You know, I've actually not yeah. raced or even ridden my bike up Pikes Peak yet. I've run up it a couple of times, but uh, I have yet to get on the bike and, and jump into that race. That's on my list this year. Well, <laughs> congratulations to you and the team. And again, to the, uh, to the point of growth and development, you guys couldn't set a better example. So when you guys got together, what inspired this idea of the junior development team? And what inspired you and Shorty to get together and bring this idea to uh, fruition? Well, you know, I, I'd been, I had run a master's team, uh, before and, um, Shorty and I, or Eric Short and I had been, um, introduced many times in the past, but we, we finally got together and, and spoke about, um, kind of bringing on an elite one cat one, two team. And, and that, um, after many discussions of that, we kind of just decided that there was, there was a missing ingredient, um, around the country. And then here in Colorado with uh, junior development, there's a lot of great teams, uh, here in Colorado to get kids on bicycles, um, riding bicycles and racing bicycles. But there's a little bit of a gap when it comes to juniors who are really looking to take their racing to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, are a lot of good U23 programs here as well, but we wanted to be able to bridge that gap to juniors who are moving up into the 15, 16, 17, 18 categories and are, are getting serious about their racing. And um, But they don't have a real solid team, a cohesive team to work with. Uh, and a good and a good coach and good directors to help them along the way and bring them to these these races that you mentioned around the country. So that was that was kind of the whole idea and brainstorm around this. And it was really just the perfect storm. Our first year, I contacted a few masters riders that I knew, and they were they had kids who were looking for a junior development team. And uh, our first year, we had ten ten juniors, and it kind of just snowballed from there. And uh, um, you know, our, our biggest thing is that, yeah, we, we do have a lot of accomplishments with these juniors and, and they, we do have some talented riders, but a lot of it comes back to, to what we do um, behind the scenes. And that's um, practice three times a week. And they are always with each other. They're always working on tactics. Um, they're out there training hard together. And um, this, this whole psychological group effect really makes a big difference when they go out and, and race their bikes together, um, whether it's here in Colorado or around the country. And, and having a team and knowing that you can go to practice and that accountability is really what makes a difference and makes these kids motivated to want to do better, I think. so. That's outstanding. So with the, with the coaching, the work you guys are putting in, I know that the Bicycle Racing Association of Colorado has always had a, a race-free, a juniors race-free program, but I think that you've, you've hit something there as far as the ability to really boost them beyond and there have been a ton of colorado racers that have actually made it to the national scene and even the international uh we've got some some great success stories in our ranks which is fantastic but you guys have really chosen to to focus on that almost specifically and not just by chance per se but really putting a team together aimed at growing that kind of a performance level within the within your team as well um what unexpected challenges did you find in terms of finding this or, or is it not the case that with the four years as quickly as they've passed and as well as you guys have done, is, is it been just the opposite? Has it, has it been easier mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to put together than you expected? Yeah. Um, well, first, just to respond to your comment, you are, you're completely right. Colorado has, has deep roots in, in racing and, and developing kids um, from an individual level. And, and that's, it's amazing what, what I've seen in just the past six years from being here. We've had Greg Daniels, who's world tour rider now, mm-hmm. uh, national champion, youngest national champion. Um, Danny Summerhill on United Healthcare, 
Uh, we have two junior national champions the same year, which was last year, Gage Hecht in 1718 road race and uh, Kenny Boots in the 1516 uh, road race. So, uh, and that's just in the last six years that these things have happened, which is incredible. So, um, but yeah, uh, to answer your question, uh, setbacks and, and there's a lot of them. It's, it's not, not as easy as it looks. Um, I, I think a big challenge is, is uh, dealing with the parents and, and the kids because when you're, when you're coaching a kid and he's on your team, you're not just dealing with him riding a bike. You're dealing with him and his family. You're dealing with their economic budget. Um, you're dealing with bringing them to races, the logistics of that, all of these things. And then doing this with, you know, 15 or 60 of them, of them together when they all have separate lives, that's probably one of the biggest challenges um, as, as a coach or, or director is to try to figure out a balance between how do I get these kids on the same page when they come from all different places and all different types of backgrounds. Um, that, that was one challenge we faced. Um, another one was um, obviously getting the sponsors on and, and helping them to believe that, hey, we're doing this for the right reason. We really want to um, support junior development, and that, that's what we're here for. We're here to support juniors and get kids to race bikes and, and put them out there in the ranks. And, and then once they saw that, um, it's just they, they said, yeah, this, you're right. We're on the same page. We have a company, and we want to support you guys. And, and it's just kind of a really been a really good relationship. So um, I wouldn't say that there's any specific trouble that, that comes every year. It kind of comes in waves, but... You know, everything has a way of working out, and if you stay positive with it, um, you'll get through it. Absolutely. No, the, you know, that's funny. Lori and I were talking about that um, on our way back, and Lori Leedy serves as the account manager for the Prestige Cycling Team, for those listening. And one of the things that I really enjoy just watching that relationship with you guys is that she is a an athlete mother as well. Um, she competed and competes herself, and then she's also got a daughter who's competing at the collegiate level right now in swimming uh, to a very high level. And it's great to bring her to an event like this when she understands that it, you know, truly takes a village. So when we've got a room full at your end of your party with the parents and the and the the athletes, the sponsors, and you and the coaches, um, it's really so evident that she gets what's going on. And you know what? Being a a, a parent myself, and my daughter plays um, soccer at a, a young age, but. The difference that I saw with the parents in that room with the prestige team and oftentimes what you might see at the soccer fields in a, in a rec league, uh, it's, it's interesting. Um, and everyone's got their best interest at heart, obviously, but there was a difference in the level of uh, commitment, I think, in, in some ways with what I saw with the parents in the room at prestige. Um, but all the same, you know, we all want to see our kids succeed. And you do. You take on a big responsibility as their coach. And, and it certainly extends beyond the bike. And, and it's really easy to see that you're effective at doing that, Adam. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Um, and, and there's, like I said, there's many levels to this. You know, first, um, we, we are here to support juniors, whether they go, go pro or they decide just to keep racing their bicycles because they love it. Um, we're not here just just as, okay, you have to go pro. This is what you want. This is what you need to do. Um, we're here to support them across the board, you know. Um, but with that said, you know, having sponsors that um, believe in our program is, is a really humbling kind of relationship. And uh, working with companies like you guys where um, we know that we can reach out to you if we have an issue or we know we can contact you about our design and you're, you're, you'll give us our feedback. And, and the fact that you're a local company is really great too as well. So it's, it's nice to, to work and have these, these growing relationships with companies, the kids, their parents, and, and then the coaches and directors. It's just it's, um, all these different gears are helping to, to work the, uh, make the program better. You know? 
So one of the things that I tried to capture at that meeting, you have some great stories to share about Charlotte and Will and Max and Maxel. And uh, I was wondering if you might want to share a couple of those now, just in case my microphone wasn't working as well as I hope it did. I hope I was able to capture some of what you had to say that night because it was really impressive. But tell us a little bit about Charlotte and where she came from and how she's uh, progressed within the team. Sure, definitely. And yeah, there's, we do have some standout uh, juniors who um, want to take their cycling to the next level and, and have a certain level of motivation and talent that that really stands out from the bunch. And, and Charlotte is definitely one of those. Uh, Charlotte came to me two years ago. Um, and first of all, any, when any female cyclist or rider comes to you, it's exciting because unfortunately there just aren't as many female uh, competitive cyclists out there. So um, I was all giddy when, when a female rider came to me and said, Hey, I, I'm really motivated. I want to take my cycling to the next level. I said, oh, great, let's bring you on. Um, I didn't realize that I was going to have such a, um, profound experience of, of helping her and that she was going to be able to excel so quickly in this sport. But, um, Charlotte, uh, lives near Colorado Springs in Monument and it's about an hour drive for her to come to practice. But, uh, on the weekdays, she would go to school, come home, get in her car, drive to practice or her parents would drive her to practice here. Um, then she would go home and then she would muck the stables at her parents' farm for, for gas money. Um, just to, uh, just to be out there with us on, on a weekday, um, which is pretty impressive. And, and that type of work ethic and that type of motivation is why, um, she's now racing in the, in the pro one, two category. And, uh, just recently raced her first, uh, UCI race at the Littleton Criterium here in, uh, in Colorado, which was really cool too. Outstanding. So, you, you told me that yeah. she'd often be the first person to practice and she'd be doing homework in the car waiting for everyone else <laughs> to show up and kid up. Right. And yeah, like, like I said, her, um, Everything that she does is, is she's so motivated at, and the same thing goes with school. Um, she's now racing at Fort, uh, at Fort Lewis and going to college there. And no longer one of our juniors, but still going to be racing sure. for us. But, um, yeah, right, we, we have great expectations for all of our riders um, that they have to keep uh, a certain average in school. Um, so that ac- academics um, definitely are a big part of, of what we do as well. Is that something you guys monitor? Do you make sure that they maintain a, a certain GPA or that they're – demonstrating somehow that they're staying on top of their academics mm-hmm. yep I, I monitor every single one of them and um, i talk to the parents on a regular basis Fantastic. and i think that's the that's the that's the important part is uh if you're in constant contact with the uh the athlete and the parents um you pretty much know what's going on all the time and uh and then there's the trust factor too if they're telling me that they're getting good grades i i believe them and um there's that's that type of respect and mutual respect in our on our team that um you have to have uh, because we want them to be grow up to be young ladies and, and young gentlemen, and uh, we have to trust them as much as uh, they trust us. So. Outstanding. I wasn't aware of that. That's great to hear. So, look, I know that the team is made up of a tremendous amount of individuals that are doing amazing jobs and making great progress, and I don't mean to single anybody out, but tell us a little bit about Will and Max and Maxwell while I've got you here, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, those those three riders are definitely our, our standout boys. Um Will Will came to us two years ago, a uh, super motivated kid, really just wanted to get better on the bike. And I wasn't really sure what, what was going to happen with him because he was about 108 pounds when he first came to us. And uh, when you see that small of a rider, you're just mm-hmm. not sure uh, how well he's going to do. But, um, you know, he, he said to me, what do I have to do to get better? And I said, believe in the program. I said, just believe in what I give you. And if you, if you follow the training and you're motivated – uh, and you race often, you'll get better. And he did that. And um, he's progressed. 
he's an outstanding climber. Um, and like you had mentioned, he had won the San Dimas stage race, which is a talent ID race, uh, for juniors. This is where they can show USA cycling, um, how well they're doing and then hopefully get picked to go race in Europe with team USA. And, um, will won the time trial and held off everybody, uh, for the, in the road race and the criterium. So, um, Will is an outstanding rider. He's still coming into himself, still figuring things out in terms of his abilities um, as he gets a little more muscle and gains a little more weight, you know. But um, and then we have Max and Maxwell. Uh, Max um, is still one of our juniors who um, got to race in Canada for for Team USA, which was really exciting. That is cool. Um, really, more more of an all arounder. He just um, he really wants to race pretty much everything, whether it's hill climbing, whether it's um, criteriums doesn't matter and and he's not afraid to attack he'll attack and and blow himself up and it might work one out of uh, every 10 times but um you know that's that's the type of rider he is i love Um, it he's bringing some of that spikiness back that uh that we're missing out here (laughs) he is and and it's tough because you know uh it's not it's not easy to uh to go off the front and attack and and not be able to finish with the field But, but um, you know, that's, that's what you need to do. If you want to get results, you can't always wait for the pack finish. You exactly. have to, mm-hmm. you have to put yourself out there and take risks. And that's one thing he's, he's willing to do. And that's why he's moved up to the one twos as a junior, which is, which is very difficult. Fantastic. You know, it's very hard, um, to move up into the one twos and even race in the one twos with, with junior gearing. So, uh, and then lastly, Maxwell, he, um, he just left us. Uh, he's turned, uh, got out of the juniors and, um, one of the best, best sprinters I've seen in a long time. And, uh, one of the best crit racers had more podium finishes than, than anybody else on our team, uh, just cleaned up locally here in terms of, uh, local crits and road races. And, um, he's been uh, racing in the one twos this all past this past 2016, which is really exciting. And, um, he's gone on to a, a U23, uh, elite team now, which is really cool. So I'm glad he's kind of graduated from our program and moved on to, uh, even bigger and better things because that's, that's what i hope that's fantastic thank you yeah oh, that is cool you know what's fun about this interview adams i don't think i've stopped smiling since we started talking um you guys have just it's so impressive what you and eric short have put together and uh i understand obviously you know the support of the giant bike shop and prestige imports and pack timo uh, it's such an easy project i think for all of us if i can speak on all of our behalf for just a moment it's such a fun and easy project to support so tell me what do you guys have in store for 2017? Well, thank you. First off, I think that I'm really glad I got to make you smile. <laughs> it's, um, it really is a rewarding uh, job. You know, I, I'm, I'm a full-time cycling coach. Um, this, this program does take up the majority of my time, but, um, I do have, uh, other adult clients that I coach as well, but Hey, I wake up every day and, and I love it. I'm, I get to work and with juniors and put them on bikes and, and get them to race. And, um, and the one thing that I'll never forget, uh, is that uh, is how exciting it is to watch juniors go hard and blow themselves up, uh, in bicycle races because it's, um, they just, they don't care. They want to ride hard and they don't, they don't care about the outcome and it's just really exciting to see. So I, I love it. Um, so thanks for that. Uh, yeah, it's 2017 is, uh, just around the corner. Our first race is Valley of the Sun, which is a talent ID race for juniors in, in the United States. And that's in uh, Phoenix. We'll be headed down there on the 17th of February. And then after that, we go to San Dimas. Um, we have Sea Otter on the calendar as well. We'll be doing a bunch of local races here in Colorado, uh, including the hill climbs and, um, uh, other races like Superior Morgo, which is a big road race. Um, and then we'll be also going to junior nationals. We go on tour of the Southern Highlands in 
uh, Georgia, which is another big junior race. Uh, and then we have a few on the schedule that are tentative, depending on uh, budget, depending on logistics and everything like that. So, um, yeah, we have a really exciting season coming up and four or five new juniors coming on board, too. So Very it's really cool. great. We'll definitely get out there. And I'm hoping to get my daughter interested in as well. I don't think there's a better team that I can take her to come watch race uh, <laughs> than what you guys have put together. So, Adam, thank you again for your time today. Uh, you guys, you can find them on Prestige Imports Cycling Team and Facebook. I'll put a couple links in the show notes here as well and about how to get in touch with their Instagram and uh, see what these kids are doing. They're such a great-looking group and really putting up some impressive uh, results this year. I'm looking forward to what they do next as well. Adam, thank you so much. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and uh, look forward to talking with you again very soon. Definitely. Nice talking with you and you do the same. All right. Thanks, Adam. Excellent. Wow, that's a wrap. Hey, thanks again for taking the time to listen to On the Road with Pac Timo. Be sure to check out all of our new apparel at www.pactimo.com and pactimocustom.com. Things have definitely taken a tick on the upward direction with the new year. It's obvious that everyone's excited about getting back out there and getting after it. And uh, we'll keep up with the podcast. I look forward to talking with you again soon.